Hey, my friend, it's Julie Clough here, your life and grief coach. Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast. I'm thrilled to bring you uplifting grief support and tools for rebuilding your life one small step at a time. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 122, Why Waiting Doesn't Work. That's 122. I don't know why that two came out funny. (laughs) This morning, I recorded 10 10-minute videos for YouTube in three hours. My brain hurt when I was done with that. It was a lot of work. It was 10 different topics, 10 minutes each, which doesn't sound like a ton. You start adding that together. That's a lot of talking about a lot of different things with a lot of moving parts. Grateful for the videographers and the people helping me. They were super, super helpful. And and it, it turned out to be a lot of fun. So we'll see how those videos turn out. And I'll be sharing those with you when they come out, which will probably be in about a month. I did these videos for the National Speakers Association and um, for our local chapter. And so they'll go up on their YouTube channel. And like I said, I'll be sharing those. So be sure and join me at Facebook at Build a Life After Loss or Instagram at Build a Life After Loss. And you'll see those videos when they come out. Let's talk about why waiting doesn't work. I'm specifically talking about grief, grief work and why, even though we're told that time heals wounds, why that doesn't work. Because it's not just time that helps you to navigate grief. It takes effort too. And most people won't tell you that. Most people will tell you to wait it out. You'll feel better soon enough. Or they might even tell you that you can't get over it, that you'll have to live with pain forever. And who wants to live in pain the rest of their life? I sure didn't. And I refused to take that as an answer. That was not a solution that I was willing to go with. I wanted answers and you probably do too. And that's probably why you're here. And I'm glad you're here because I'm not going to sugarcoat it and tell you to wait around for things to get better. Sure, time helps and it's part of the solution, but it's not all. You can definitely help your grief. I read something about pain loosening and how there's nothing we can do. We just have to wait. This will happen on its own and there's nothing you can do to make this happen. This is not true. There's definitely some truth there. We don't fully know the timing of our own healing, but it's also dangerous to believe there's nothing we can do about it. I'm going to share more about that in this episode. One of the reasons it's dangerous is recently I read the book, Chris Beat Cancer. He also talked about this idea of cancer patients believing they needed to be fully dependent on doctors and that they don't have any power to aid in their own healing. He suggested that there are things that can be done to support our body in healing. It's dangerous when we give our power away whether we're dealing with a disease and we're giving all of our power to the doctor and we're not using our own, our own ability to make choices to get involved in our own healing, either through working with our doctors, finding things that work for us physically, 
things that we can do on our own, researching and finding the best treatments that work for us. You are your own person. You get to decide. It's the same idea. Well, and just let me back up for a second. I don't have cancer. I just am super interested in health and healing. And I've read all the books, <laughs> not all the books, but I've read about healing cancer. I've read about heart disease. I've read about healing diabetes. I've read all of these different things about healing the body. It's all very related. Our mind and our body and our spirit, it's all related, but it's the same idea, physical and emotional. We don't know exactly what our healing will look like when we face physical challenge or when we face emotional challenge, but there are definite ways to aid in your own recovery. I'm surprised at how seldom I hear about the effort that's associated with grief healing. Maybe we've become too accustomed to believing that grief will go away on its own. And sometimes that's what it feels like. Sometimes it feels like, depending on the loss, depending on our experience, Sometimes it feels like it just goes away on its own. I don't know that it ever truly goes away on its own. I know after my brother died, after I went through divorce, that I did a lot of work in reengaging and doing things to help myself through that process, but I didn't fully understand emotional healing during that time. So it took me some some time to really discover what emotional healing is all about and how that works. And it really wasn't until after the accident, and in fact, many years after the accident, when I really, really started to put all the pieces together and get the training that I have now. So I really understand this healing process at a level that I never understood before. There's so many things we need to learn and ways we need to grow in order to navigate the territory of grief. One article that I read from psychologists at Stanford University outlined the need for effort. They outlined it well. I was excited to find this. It speaks directly to the idea that if we just sit around and wait for healing, we may run into trouble. In this article, they talked about the likelihood of ending up with long-term depression based on the way we approach grief. According to their studies, psychologist Susan Nolan Hoeksema said people who were prone to focusing on themselves, worrying about their feelings, and not doing things specifically to lift their moods, such as talking with other people or engaging activities they enjoy, were more prone to still be depressed six months later. In other words, those who ruminated about their feelings and isolated themselves were the most at risk to suffer from grief-related depression longer. She went on to say, We found that those who were initially depressed but who recovered within six months tended to have fewer additional stresses and more adaptive coping strategies. Adaptive coping, she said, involves doing things, doing things, operative words, doing things that renew your sense of control and take your mind away from your worries for a short time. 
people typically use things like sports or hobbies or going somewhere with a friend, such as a movie or shopping. A little bit of distraction leads to more motivation to do more pleasant activities. You can start small and build. I love what she shared here. There's some good strategies in what she said. Doing things that renew your sense of control and take your mind away from your troubles for a time. Super important. She even suggested some specifics like sports and hobbies and going out with friends to the movies or shopping. I really found personally, I found these things helpful as well. The more I engaged with life, the more I wanted to engage in life. I'm very grateful for opportunities to go out with friends, to play tennis, to have craft nights. These were the interests that I had. They really helped me to stay in the flow of life, even if I didn't feel exactly normal right away. It took a long time. Starting small is so important, just like this doctor suggested. As mentioned before, those who spend a lot of time worried about their feelings and isolating themselves from people and activities are at greater risk. So it's important for you to ask yourself, what activities can I engage in this week that will help to take my mind off my problems? What can I say yes to that will allow me to re-engage in small ways? Dr. Nolan Hoeksingma warned that ineffective strategies for coping include distracting behavior that is reckless, such as drinking alcohol and speeding down a highway, as well as sitting home and thinking, I just don't feel like doing anything, worrying about your feelings or repeatedly talking about how unmotivated, sad, or lethargic you feel without doing anything to relieve the symptoms. Again, she's emphasizing the need for effort. Grief is like being thrown into the middle of that deep lake and you've never learned how to swim. I can't think of anything as unexpected and as hard and that we are so unprepared for than grief. And the information out there on grief is dismal. I'm shocked at how few really good resources there are for grievers. Grief is not necessarily a psychological issue. It is a normal reaction. It is part of our humanity. Yes, you might have conditions surrounding your grief that require intervention from a therapist. But in many cases, grief is normal. And when we work through the grief and we do the work and we put in the effort, we can work towards healing that emotional injury. Grief can feel quite lonely and disorienting. Honestly, that's why I'm here. Besides therapy, which helped me with my PTSD and my extreme complicated grief, there were really weren't many resources. There just wasn't much that anyone could offer me. And I'm grateful to have discovered tools and understanding that really work and to be able to share those with you, which is why I'm here. Like I said, it's what I do. Every time I learn something, I bring it to you. I share it with you. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that opportunity because 
grief is work. And if you if you're listening to what I'm seeing here, if you're listening to what the studies are showing, we've got to put in the effort. We've got to start thinking about what can I do? What can I say yes to? What little ways can I re-engage in my life and do the work of grief and work through the, the story, the intense story that we have in our grief, work through all the other emotions that come along with grief. That work, the work of grief includes taking care of yourself. It includes learning about grief, what's normal, what's not. It includes expressing yourself and employing techniques to help you to start to release some of the heavy emotions little by little and finding small ways to enjoy life again. Yes, you can grieve and enjoy life again. If all this seems overwhelming to try to figure out on your own, I get it. As a grief coach, I have a step-by-step program that will help you navigate grief and regain your life. Perhaps it's a specific aspect of grief that you're concerned about that you would like help with, whether that's rebuilding relationships or even losing weight. I'm here to help. You can schedule a free discovery call today. Go to buildalifeafterloss.com slash talk. Click on, click here to schedule. That's a, a mouthful, but you just click on the little highlighted words that say click here to schedule and it'll take you right to the calendar of dates and times. You pick a date and time that works for you and you're all set. It's that easy and it's free. I look forward to talking to you. Have a wonderful week. Remember, I believe in you. Love you. Bye.